Welcome to the Husband Factory Podcast. I'm the host and founder, Makita Kamara Omensa. Join me here every week where I help single women meet good men and enjoy great marriages using proven faith-based principles. Now, here's today's episode. Good morning. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Husband Factory Podcast. I am somebody that loves to think about the goodness of God and how amazing he is. And when you think about it, you think about my goodness. God made the sun stand still for three days. He He turned water into wine. He closed the mouths of lions. You know, that huge, powerful Red Sea became dry ground. He opened prison doors from people just worshiping. I mean, he's a big, big God. So sometimes when you think about, you can get to a place in your singleness where you think about, man, God is so good, so big. So why can't I get married? Like this is, you know, compared to the kind of things that he's done, you know, let's even look at the kind of things he's done for women in the Bible. Women received their dead back to life. He opened the wombs of countless women, women that were barren became the a joyful mother of children. He provided a husband for a young widow named Ruth and he rescued Abigail from an abusive relationship. And he, you know, she was married to a fool. The Bible even calls him a fool. And she became the wife of King David. So God really did some powerful things, not just for humanity, but for women in particular. So if you ever wonder why your case is different, you know, why can't I get married? I want to tell you something that you can get married and you will get married. And it's not so much what God does is what you do. Okay. So because getting married does not require a miracle on God's part. God has already promised you marriage. He's already given it to you. There are some things already set in motion like summer, spring, winter, fall. The seasons already set in motion. Day and night already set in motion. And so the promises of God are already set in motion. You just have to do your part. So Isaiah chapter 34, verse 16 says, look in the scroll of the Lord and read. None of these will be missing. Not one will lack her mate. None of these husbands will be missing. None of these mates will be missing. That's me adding that. But what it says is not one will lack her mate for it is his mouth that is given the order. That's the mouth of God and his spirit will gather them together. That's God saying that no one is going to lack their spouse. No one is going to lack their mate. So if you want that, you can have it. So you're not waiting on God to do anything because he's already done everything. He is going to do, you know, he's already done everything he's going to do, including dying on the cross to give you eternal life. So what's harder, giving you eternal life and dying on the cross or giving you a husband? Definitely eternal life is a lot harder. So he just doesn't want you to have eternal life, though. He also wants you to have an abundant life here on earth. That means an awesome life. And that awesome life includes healing, prosperity, peace, and dominion. So what can it be then? What can it be? What it is, is that you have to be the one to cash the check. So all these things that Jesus did for you, it's almost like somebody giving you a check. If somebody gives you a check for a million dollars, but you haven't gone to the bank and cashed it, it's just a check. You have to cash the check. So marriage, getting married is something you have to cash the check. You have to be the one 
to take hold of it and claim it and possess it. You can't just sit down and wait for it to happen. If you sit down and wait for it to happen, you'll be 65 and still unmarried. I'm telling you. So don't listen to the people that say you're waiting on the Lord for your husband. That is not scriptural. You can say that you're not going to chase a man. That's scriptural. But to sit down and say that you're just going to sit down and do nothing. And God is just going to bring a husband. That's not scriptural. Does Do you sit down and do nothing and God brings you food? No, you get up and you cook or you get up and go to the grocery store. It's the same thing. You have to do your part. So I want you to look at a few things. I'm going to talk about a few things and I want you to ask yourself how you rate on the things that I'm asking you. Okay. So number one is your principles. If you're single, you're ready to get married, you're of age to get married, and you're asking yourself, why, are not, why aren't I married yet? Check your principles. Number one, what, what type of men do you date? Do you date those that are kind of saved, almost, almost into the king, kind of, kind of love God? Do you date those? And if you date those type or regardless of the type you date, what do you do when you go out on dates? What do you do with them? If there's any type of compromise, any type of compromise already, you may not be ready for a relationship. You may not be ready for marriage if you're compromising. If you're dating the wrong type of people, maybe you're like, oh, you know, the Christian guys, I just don't see any Christian guys. And these are the guys approaching me. If that's the case, you may not be ready because you can't afford to marry one of them. You can't afford to marry a kind of saved guy. A kind of saved guy turns into a nightmare after marriage most times. So number one, check your principles. What type of man are you dating? What's your value system like? Do you share the value systems of God? Do the things that you want out of life line up with scripture? Or are you somebody that's heavily influenced by the world or heavily influenced by your friends? Do you even know what what God's word has to say about certain things? What does God's word have to say about children? What does God's word have to say about marriage? What does God's word have to say about your dressing? What does God's word have to say about the way you carry yourself? What does God's word say have to say about how to deal with other people, how to deal with friends, how to deal with family. God's word has something to say about everything and it would behoove you to know those things, right? So ask yourself, what are my principles? Number two, ask yourself about your prayer. So the thing about prayer is that prayer is the power of God coming on earth. When you pray, each time you pray, you're inviting the power of God into your situation. So there's a scripture that I love for you to pray if you're single. And that scripture is the Song of Solomon, verse 416. Now, this scripture, the first scripture that I told you about in Isaiah, you should pray that prayer as well. But when you pray, you can say something like this. Father, I believe that I would not like my mate I claim my mate now in the name of Jesus because your word says that none shall lack my mate. I bind the hand of Satan against me getting married and angels. I release you to bring my mate, bring the person that I should marry or bring the type of person that I should marry into my life in the name of Jesus. Amen. Something simple like that is what you can pray. Now, this is another good one to pray. This is Song of Solomon chapter four, verse 16. It says, awake north wind and come south wind. Blow on my garden that its fragrance may spread everywhere. Let my beloved come into his garden and taste its choice fruits. Now, this is something 
that may be hard to understand. Now, when it says awake north wind and come south wind, it's saying from the north, from the south, from the east and west, wherever this man is coming from, because you may not, he may not be in your city. A good guy for you may not be in your city, not to say there's no good guys in your city, but you know, there, it may be your husband may not be in your city. So what you're saying is any from the, you're, you're saying from the north, from the south, from the east and west, let this man come and let see, it says, blow on my garden that its fragrance may spread everywhere and let my beloved come into his garden and taste his choice fruit. So the garden is you. So you're saying with the north wind, the south wind, the east, the west, all of every every corner of the earth, let the knowledge of me, let the reputation of me, all the good things about me spread. Let my aunt in Chicago mention me. Let my best friend from college that now lives in London mention me. Let my grandma that's living in Africa mention me to the right people. Let everyone that knows about me, let this good report of me, the good reputation of me, let my name spread. Let the knowledge of me spread to the north, the south and east and west so that my husband can find me. That's basically what that scripture is saying. And this is something you should pray daily. You have to ask yourself, how serious are you about getting married? Are you praying about it on a daily basis? Or do you pray about it for a little bit and then forget for six months? Pray about it daily. Pray about it with passion and pray about it with authority. You know, I am going to do a podcast episodes on the different types of prayer. When you're praying for a husband, you're not praying, begging God. You're praying with authority. You're claiming it. You're possessing it. You're praying with authority. You're binding any satanic forces and you're releasing the angels to go and get it for you. So you're the one in charge. You're not a victim hoping that God will see you. You're not a beggar hoping that God will favor you. You know how sometimes people say, if it's God's will, no, the Bible already told you it's God's will. The Bible already said none shall lack their mate. So now you have to stand and you have to use your authority when you pray. You have to say, you know, and you can pray just like this scripture. You can say, awake north wind, come south wind, blow on Makita's garden, blow on my own garden so that such and such happens. And you just read it the way it is because God's word, it's by the word of God that the world, this world, this universe was created. Words are powerful. So you use your words and you use them with authority to declare the things you want, to declare your marriage, to declare what you're going to get. So don't pray casually and don't pray begging. This is not a petition prayer. This is an authority prayer. You're praying with your place that you have in God. Okay. Now, the next part is preparation. How prepared are you to get married? If God brought a man right now, right now, right now, 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 and he's perfect, he loves you, you love him. This is like amazing. Oh my goodness, what a miracle. Let's get married in two weeks. Are you ready? Are you ready to get married to anyone in two weeks? Now, it doesn't necessarily have to be two weeks, but you you know what I mean. If he If he came right this second, are you ready? You should be ready. Can he come to your house? Let's say... He wants to get married and he comes with his friends and they're like, okay, we're going to start moving you. Can he come to your house the way it is? What about your finances? What about your job? Have you been living on a budget? Because when you get married, your money is not completely your own. You and your husband will decide how that works. Most, most marriages, what they do is they share bills and then each, you know, the, the husband has his money. The wife has her money. I think that that works very well. 
But if you're not working on a budget now, if you if you're behind on your bills now, it means getting married might be a challenge. You may not be quite ready for that. And if you don't have a job now, let's say you're a student, you want to find out a way that you can have your own earning power. As a woman, you should have your own earning power. You shouldn't have to ask your husband for every little thing you want to buy. It's important as a woman to have your own earning power. So you might want to figure out, okay, if I'm a student, but I can do a little side job or I can do a little side business. I can do hair. I can do nails. I can sell something just so I have my own earning power. So check your finances. Have you worked on yourself? Are there things that you still need to work on? How about are you selfish? Let's just not use the word selfish. Let's use the word self-centered. Are you self-centered? Because when you're married, you are now responsible for a whole nother person. A whole nother person. You can't be self-centered because you can't just say, oh, this is what I feel like doing. You have to think about them. Are you ready for that? Are you? The Bible says that marriage is not for everyone. Marriage is for those who are mature enough to handle it. You cannot be self-centered. You can't be about what you want. When you get married, there's a whole lot of compromise in marriage. Do you pray? Are you someone that has an active prayer life or do you pray here and there? You pray today, maybe don't pray for two days and you go back and pray. You should be praying daily, not just because you want to get married, but mostly because you want to be sensitive to the voice of God. You want to be led by God. This time more than any time is when you need to be led. You need to be led. Is there any healing that you need? And I don't just mean physical healing. I mean emotional healing, mental healing. Do you have any childhood trauma that you haven't dealt with? It's not going to go away. Marriage is just going to amplify it. You're going to be mad at your husband. You're going to have all kinds of emotional issues. And he's just going to be looking at you like, I didn't know I I married somebody crazy. And I'm, I'm not. Saying, saying that in a bad way, but it's the truth. You have to deal with your trauma. You have to deal, go to a counselor, deal with that trauma, go to a pastor. There are Christian books that can help and for you to deal with. If you were abused in any way, what shape or form, or if you had any deep hurt, you know, maybe you were abandoned by your dad, any kind of deep hurt, you need to deal with it because you don't need to bring that into a marriage and your husband can't be responsible for healing you from that. It's not his job. Okay. Now, have you been sexually active? If you've been sexually active, you need to be delivered from soul ties because you don't want to bring that into your marriage. Even if, let's say you haven't been sexually active for, you know, a year or two or whatever, you still need to get deliverance from soul ties. I have a podcast episode on that, that you can just speak the words and that, that should, that would be enough. Now, when it comes to submission and respect, This is all under preparation now when it comes to submission and respect. How are you in that department? Do you think that all of a sudden you're going to get married and then all of a sudden you're going to be respectful and submit a woman? No, it doesn't happen like that. You need to practice now. There's men everywhere that you can practice on. Now, you don't practice on a boyfriend necessarily, although you can practice having a good tone of voice. You can practice being respectful with him. But you don't have to practice submission to him. You're not called to be submitted to a boyfriend. You're called to be submitted to a husband. But you can practice being respectful. Most issues that men have with women is in the area of communication. Most men don't like the way women talk. Women sometimes don't speak in a respectful way because a man's love language is respect. It's not love. And you can tell a man you love him until you're blue in the face. He doesn't care if he can't see how much you respect him. He would prefer you to respect him over love any day. He may not tell you that, but that's what it means. That's what he is 
cares about. So how do you show the men in your life respect? The men that are already in your life, would they consider you respectful? And I don't mean the ones you have a good relationship with because your husband will get on your nerves. He will. There'll be times your husband will get on your nerves. There'll be times where you are going to butt heads with him. There's going to be times you're going to completely disagree with him. So the men in your life that are in your life now that get on your nerves, that you completely disagree with, that you butt heads with, do you still speak with them with respect? Now, you may think you do, but what do they say? The men in your school, the men in your office, the men in your your church, the men that you in your family, do you do they say that you're a person of respect no matter what? The circumstances that you speak with them, speak to them with respect, no matter the circumstance, because if you don't, you're going to need to practice it, practice it now so that it becomes second nature when you're married, so that your marriage has a has a great chance of survival. Your marriage has has a great chance of being beautiful. Those things come up in marriage, you know, so I hope this podcast episode helped you. I just really want you to know that there's a few things if you find yourself you're not married it's okay. You're going to get married. God has great people for you and you can decide among them, but you have to do your part. Ask yourself those things. Am I prepared? Am I prayerful? And do I have the principles? And the other thing as a bonus is position. Are you positioning yourself where men can actually see you or are you still sitting in the house every day? <laughs> After work, you just go home and sit down. If you do that, then it makes it very hard for God and the angels to work and in cahoots together to bring you to the right person. God wants you to be happy. He wants to give you an amazing, amazing person, someone that you will be so surprised, like, my goodness, I didn't know someone like this existed. That's what God wants to do. So just make sure you position yourself to be ready when he comes. Have a great day. I'm sure you got a lot out of today's episode. Don't forget to share. And guess what? The conversation doesn't have to end here. Hop online to www.husbandfactory.com to subscribe to my VIP newsletter. Just scroll to the bottom of any page and you'll see the button there. Remember, all the great love stories you've ever heard out of all of them, yours is going to be the best. Can't wait to hear it. See you next week.